hello. You are listening to Above Average, the podcast for big families. We're back. It's 2016. What's We're up, back. Bobby Earhart? Bam. Oh, can I, am I bamming this year? Ding. I'm gonna. I think I keep. Bam, I think I'm gonna keep bamming. It's been a while. It's been a while since I bammed, or since we like did a podcast. I think both. It was weird taking a break. It was. It was weird. And now we're into the new year. Thankfully. Man, I don't know about you. 2015, that was rough. We had a rough year in 2015. Just being like totally real, totally transparent. I mean, it's not like we were destitute. It's not like we were uh, you know, begging for food or uh, anything like that. The kids probably didn't, didn't feel that it was a weird year. But it was. It was for Sarah and I. I'm glad that 2015 is behind us. And I'm, I'm stoked about this year. Yeah, no, I, I I would say we to be real too. Twenty fifteen was that we went through some of the more some of the more challenging things we've gone through in our lives. So without getting into it, but right, yeah, yeah, it, it's like full fledged adulthood is here now for us. No, no, <laughs> I'm I'm almost thirty six. So it's not time for adulthood yet. Is that what you're saying? No, no, adulthood's forty five, man. Uh, okay, okay, it's good to know. I'll put that on my list. <laughs> So, yeah, it is the new year. It is 2016. Uh, when the show comes out, it'll be a couple of days, a few days after the new year. And everybody under the sun, all these blogs that I follow and people that I stay up to date with on Twitter and news media and all this, everybody's talking about New Year's resolutions. What's oh, yours, yeah. Bobby? You got anything you're working on? Uh, I'm going to quit smoking. That's I'm going to quit riding elephants. I don't think you can quit smoking. You are smoking. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to quit riding elephants. I'm going to, which the elephants in the backyard are going to be upset. And I got to figure that out. <laughs> I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to lose weight. No, I'm just kidding. All the cliche stuff. Stop riding elephants. <laughs> That's is that cliche. Is that on the list? Yeah. Everybody says that. <laughs> That's news to me. What about your wife? Does she have any that she's working on? You know, it, as I'm reading over the notes for the show, which by the way, good job on the notes here. I'm realizing we haven't, it's like life's been moving so fast and i wonder if other big families can relate we haven't like we need to we need to sit down and talk about this stuff because we haven't i mean i always have in the back of my mind like constant goals well resolutions you know i i, I also feel like i perpetually am not getting reaching them <laughs> so yeah yeah you know maybe maybe the show can help me kind of uh get my rear in gear if you will um but yeah, no, we, we haven't talked about it, and I and uh, I, I think as a fa- it'd be cool as a family, honestly, to sit down around the kitchen table wherever and just see what the kids come up with. I mean, I think it, it'd be fun to hear what they have to say, but also a, a good thing to like direct them and help them and guide them, you know, yeah, and then yeah. let them see you trying to accomplish a goal, you know. And if you, I think that'd be amazing. I'm, I'm reading kind of kind of where you're going with this and i i love it i need to do it yeah right on well i mean everybody says and especially if you keep up with any kind of marketing or advertising world stuff right now i mean the cliche tagline new year new you all that stuff is happening right now but it's just such a popular time to talk about resolutions it's the start of something new right you're able to say look 2015 is behind me i've flipped over the calendar and let's try this again let's get better let's go from good to great or let's go from awful to decent whatever it is <laughs> uh in doing some of the prep for this show i found a stat that said 40 percent of u.s adults make new year's resolutions so 40 percent. i'm kind of surprised that it's not higher to begin with because everybody talks about this stuff but 40 percent make the resolutions but only 40 to 60 percent of them actually stick with their resolution and get this one in three 
one in three of the 40%, right? So 30% of the 40% fail in the first week. So the first seven days, everybody who is making resolutions and who has made those resolutions, even if even the, the go-getters who started in February saying, okay, starting January 1, here's what I'm going to do. They're failing in the first week. What's Man. up with that? I don't know if that's a BAM-worthy thing or not. I don't think so. No, it's not. Well, I, I, I always think of the gym, going to the gym, and you're like, you, it's very busy. And, you know, anybody listening to this knows this. It's so busy the first two to three weeks of the year. People have, that you never – if you go to the gym even once a week throughout the year, you will see people that you've never seen before, and it will be crowded. You won't get your parking spot, all that stuff <laughs> for like three – to six weeks after the beginning of the new year and that's good I'm, i mean i'm i'm cheering everybody on i want i want to be cheered on because i everybody's got like fitness goals and such you know but it is funny but then it does start to dwindle in like february march time you know and people kind of get back into their call them bad habits or routines that they routines, couldn't yeah, shake yeah. Or, or whatever you know so um I th- it's funny all these statistics what's the 80% of statistics are made up on the spot. I think it's 79. Like that. 79%. Oh, 79.3% yeah. <laughs> of statistics. It's funny. And and I think out of that 79%, like 28% are written by drunk monkeys or something like that. <laughs> but not elephants because the elephants are busy being ridden. Ridden. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> but, okay, so the reason that we're bringing this up on above average, it's not to talk about resolutions. I think what we're calling this episode, let's call it something like blow up your resolutions, um, ditch your resolutions, whatever it is. And the reason that we're going to put kind of a clickbaity title on that is to me, resolutions are so temporary. They're so fleeting and they're, they're flimsy. They're, um, they're one of those things where it's okay. I think it's culturally accepted for you to fail at your New Year's resolution because everybody does. What if we call them goals? What if we did call them goal setting? And you've already used that G word a few times talking about this because I think if you're maybe a little bit more real or aware and you want to become productive and you want to lose the weight, you want to read more books, you want to do whatever, you're probably, if you have succeeded at this, you're yeah. aware that it is more of a goal instead of just a flimsy resolution. Well, maybe more calculated, you know? Yeah, good word. I think, because I think that setting a goal requires things that you can calculate and measure. Whereas a resolution, like you said, is very much culturally, it's become culturally almost this, oh, I don't know, uh, you know, I don't use the word cliche again, but cliche word. Sure. <laughs> you know, that that, that me, the media attaches themselves to, and it's, you know, what is it, you know, you resolve to do something, I guess. I, I'd rather I'd rather use the word goal as well. Yeah, I mean, we're getting to the point now where it seems like people are saying, I resolve to not have any New Year's resolutions, which is kind of right, yeah. what we're saying here. For me, I think when you set a goal, the stakes, they seem higher. I guess if you're on the listening end of this, you may be thinking, okay, well, what's the difference? Like define goal versus define resolution. Maybe it is just semantics. But for me, if I miss a goal and I've committed to it, I feel like a bigger loser than when I just break a resolution. Like the goal, it's kind of set in stone a little bit more where the resolution, eh, I I resolve to do this. And if I don't hit it, oh, well, whoop-de-doo, nothing really changes. But if I miss a goal, like there's a part of me that kind of dies with that goal. And I don't like that feeling. Well, and when you set goals, and I think we're going to get into this a little bit, when you set goals, you've got you've got measurable things that are, you're doing hourly, daily, weekly to attain, you know, small goals that lead up to a bigger goal. So you get reminded 
more often that you that you failed. Oh, you know, I just I just messed up. I missed my daily goal, which is leading to my bigger goal. Whereas a resolution, like you said, it's just like it's out there. It's this airy kind of. It's easy to just forget about, like you said. So yeah, yeah, and I think goals have the opportunity to provide a longer term win as well. Um, it, for me, like a goal, you can have a goal 12 months from now, I'm going to do something. Or you can start making your five-year plan for you, your career, or your entire family. Hey, five years from now, here's where we want to be financially. Or here's where we want to be in a different house, or we want to move, or whatever it is. It's a little bit longer term. And I think, therefore, it has more potential value for you and your family, as opposed to this resolution stuff. Um, so in this, like Bobby said, we're going to talk about some of what really helps a goal stick, what makes it attainable. But first, why are we bringing this up on Above Average? You know, this isn't a self-help podcast. It's, it's about big family life. I, I would say that broadly, the better parent you are, the stronger your family will be. That's obvious, right? Yeah. And, and I think by developing these skills, some of the stuff that Bobby and I are going to talk about today, specifically the skills of setting goals and achieving goals the right way, you will help your kids do the same. That's how you're making your, your family stronger in this situation. But, and we've mentioned this before, I think when you've got a bunch of kids, I feel like you as a parent, you've got to be increasingly, almost exponentially more intentional and more focused on what you teach your kids and how you do it. So if you've got a plan, if you've got some kind of methodology to talk about, instead of just this flimsy resolution stuff, if you build almost a framework for goal setting, you're much more likely to be successful. It doesn't have to be goal setting. It can be something like teaching your kids to fold clothes. Okay, well, what's your system for that? How, what's, your, what's your process for that? What's your plan for that? And that's what we're going to do with the goal setting stuff. So that's why we're talking about that here. It's not just for you specifically with your, your self-development or losing weight or something like that. I think it can have a much bigger impact on your family. You with me, Bobby? Yeah, no, absolutely. This is, this is great. Cause it's, I'm, I'm wanting to do this now, you know, I'm wanting to figure out a way to sit down with, with my family, with all the, all the kids especially William. He's 18 months and he really has some major overhauls to do next year. I mean, one, stop drooling. <laughs> Two, stop like letting snot come out of his nose in public. I mean, come on, man. That's going to be really hard. Yeah. I'm glad it's not a resolution because it, it has to be a goal because it might be a five-year plan. Seriously, he's got a at, at church. He needs to behave more. And we've got a lot of things to do for him. So Yeah, yeah. Okay, get on it, William. We're expecting big things. But that's a good point, though. Okay, maybe not with William. But getting your kids on board for this. We're not talking about this, again, just for the, uh, the adult's sake. How can you bring your kids on board? You know, well, and set I, goals yourself, I, but have your kids set their own. Yeah, and part of me wants to be careful with this because while I like the idea of starting something at the beginning of a year because there's like a break is there a break though? I mean, I, this is something we're, we don't need to go deep into, but in my brain, I'm like, I want my kids to always be forward pushing and, and moving toward a goal and moving towards something that they should be doing. The culture sets this, my diet starts tomorrow, which is Monday. Yeah. And the new year, January one, you know, December 31st, I can do whatever I want, but you know, it's, and, and I almost feel like as much as, the culture wants us to set our, you know, resolutions and that we've done this as a goal. We've drawn lines in the sand. I think that also pushes the adverse, which, and I know I'm guilty of it. Whereas the, in December, 
starting when starting at Thanksgiving and going to December, going through the end of December, and we'll just use the whole eating and weight thing because that's very common and a lot of people deal with it. It doesn't mean I can eat whatever I want, whenever I want, however much I want, and totally forget all the things. You know what I'm saying? So I sure, feel like sure, sure. Some, sometimes because I know Monday's tomorrow or the or January one's two days away doesn't mean that the last two days I can live it up because sometimes I feel like the the one it pushes the adverse of the other. So I love I love this episode because it it works totally with the season that we're in. But I also as a, as a father. I kind of want to be careful with creating this thing that the culture's created. Like, I want to kind of fight against that a little bit. Yeah, Does that make yeah. any sense? Absolutely. You know the Thanksgiving episode that we did about yep. raising thankful kids, right? And we yep. said on that show, hey, you should get your kids involved with the soup kitchen. You yep. should take a bunch of your stuff and go give it away to Goodwill. Well, you, should, you should do all this stuff. Well, that's when everybody else is doing that. Right. And that's yep. totally fine. And I'm sure the soup kitchen has a lot harder of a time finding people to staff the soup kitchen in July than they right. do in December. Same because principle. everybody's just yeah. conscious of it. Same exact principle here. The culture is talking about it right now, so that's why we're talking about it right now. Sure. It's top of mind for a lot of people, so let's get in there and let's apply it to big family stuff. But this could also, you can go back and listen to the show, and maybe some people will be listening to the show in the middle of summer, and these goal-setting principles are somewhat timeless. It's not New Year's resolution stuff. So again, forget the resolution stuff. Let's talk about goals. Yeah. So with your kids, getting your kids on board, whether it is January 1 or July 1, one of those could be like physical stuff. Uh, if you've got kids in sports, can you create some benchmarks and certainly let them help set their own benchmarks because you want their buy-in, right? Uh, Bobby, talk about that video that you and I discussed. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was great. You're going to put it on the website, I hope. Um, yeah. Uh, so this five foot seven guess call him kid, teenager, sets out to want to dunk a basketball. 5'7 is pretty short, you know, in, in the basket, basketball world. I mean, no one in the NBA typically, very atypical for anyone in the NBA to be, I'm going to say, under 6'2", to be honest. And there are a few in the NBA in history that have been small, and they're famous because of it. Spud Webb, Muggsy Bogues, those guys come to mind. Anyway, this kid sets out to be able to dunk a basketball goal. And he's the kid's already got ups. I mean, he, he can already jump. But at 5'7", even being able to jump really high doesn't necessarily mean you can dunk a basketball goal. So this whole video, dunk a whole basketball, so this whole video is him doing kind of a time-lapse video of him training over six months to get his, uh, you know, his ability to jump higher more and more so that he can dunk a basketball goal. So the video is really cool. It's got some cool music that's kind of dramatizes it. I was sitting there watching it and Lance was watching my face as I was watching it. And I was like, go, 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 you know, what I think the kid actually made the video himself. Like he was, he was very self-aware that he had this objective and he wanted to hit it and he wanted to share what his progress looked like with everybody. And I, and I wonder if he set out like, I mean, I know in his mind, he's like, this is a goal and here's, I'm going to do it. And who knows what he was doing behind the scenes? I can only guess, and this is what you're talking about, you know, how to, what you could do for your kids that are athletes or whatever. But I'm sure he was in the gym doing squats and building his leg muscles and uh, trying to get his, you know, his, um, just his ability to jump higher, greater. He's working out and things like that. But then he shows his progress, you know, every two weeks. He, he does a little video and he's got a buddy out there and, 
And uh, then he compiled all those videos for this YouTube video. It's like four minutes long. So that was cool. And, and I think, you know, from a goal setting standpoint, you know, here's a kid who wanted one to do this uh, for himself, but two, you know, I give him props for recording it and filming it and being able to, cause that's something I'm going to show my kids. I, I mean, thanks for showing me that Lance, yeah, cause I'm going to take Lucas and Noah downstairs who are all into sports and basketball, uh-huh. especially basketball right now and say, look, he can't dunk. And then watch this video and they can watch it and they can see that over time he worked on it and he worked hard and he could do it. And you can apply that to academics big time, you know, reading abilities, reading books, things like that. I think you should uh, obviously apply the visual that my kids are going to get from that. I'm going to say, okay, that's for basketball. Basketball is fun and sports are cool, but things that are even more important in life, let's, let's apply what this kid did to those things, you know? Awesome. Uh, another thing, and you just mentioned academics, Katie Beth is really into her multiplication tables right now. So she's like, daddy, ask me a multiplier. And I'm oh, like, gosh. three times four, 12. And she gets really excited. But guess what? In second grade, she hasn't learned, I think it's the sevens and eights, or it might be the six and sevens. It's something. So if I go, okay, what's six times seven? She'll say, oh, but we're not there yet. So because she's so excited about the whole thing, but her class isn't there yet, I'm going to sit down with her soon. And again, after getting her buy-in on this, just to make sure that she's on the same page, because it's got to be something that she's all in on. It can't be something that I'm imposing on her or else it's not her goal. Um, We're going to sit down and write out kind of a timeline of when she needs to learn her six and sevens. Like, let's, Mm -hmm. let's actually make this something that she can get to. So this is another example of what we're talking about. Let's make this a goal. So that's why it's very different than a resolution. Bobby, quick, six times seven, go. 40, 42. You just made that up on the spot. Just like that stat earlier. You know what? I was thinking about the times tables the other day, and I don't think I could. I think I'd only be 85% if we went even just one through nine right now. Nine times nine? 81. Seven times six? 42. We just did that. I know. I just wanted to do it reverse and see if you got it. Give me two more. Two more. Uh, two times two. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> nine times seven. That's a hard one. 63? Yeah, come on. You got this. Eight times Bam! nine. Bam! Eight times nine. Do it. Oh, that one's 70. <gasps> I don't know. Are you building up suspense on purpose? 81. See, now I'm, out, now I'm going backwards. I know it was 81 <laughs> minus. You know what I'm saying? It's like I okay. lost it. I'd call that 85. 85%. Good job. 72, isn't it? I was going to say 71, but yeah, I think you're right, 72. (laughs) All right. So here's where we're going with all this. So now that we've talked about the importance of goals, maybe over resolutions, and the importance of goals in your family, how do we do this? How do we have, how do we create goals that work? The way that I've learned the stuff and the way that I apply it in my life and the way that I succeed in hitting these goals, there's a broader plan behind them. You can't just say, hey, I've got this goal and I'm going to hit it in six months. I'm going to lose a bunch of weight. There are different things, different markers within this plan, and you've got to have all of these to actually have a goal that works, a goal that you can and will achieve. So one of these, the first thing, is to make your goal specific. Don't just say, I want to lose weight. Say, I want to lose I don't know, eight pounds. Don't say, I want to read more. 
say I'm going to read 12 books this year. And personally, that's exactly what I'm doing this year. And I've almost completed book number one. And like I said, we're a few days into the new year. So far, so good. Does it count if you listen to books? I would say so. Yeah, I've, I've the total sidebar, but I've often wondered, do you get the same experience of listening to a book on, I almost said tape. What's a tape? A book on CD, book on MP3, um, over reading it. And I'm assuming, I mean, I've, obviously I've done both. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to make the world think I can't read that much, but anyway. Um, it's interesting. What do you, think? I, you think it's the I, same? I don't think it's the same. I think it may be as valuable. Like the, the net return may be as valuable. Me, when I'm listening to a podcast or when I'm listening to an audiobook, I, I have recall. So if I hear something that I've already read in a book, whether it was audio or the actual thing, like if I'm driving down the street, I'll remember, oh, that's where I was when I heard that section from that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That happens to me a lot, too. Yeah. So I think that specifically has a lot of value, maybe almost as much as writing down a note in the margin or underlining something or highlighting something in the physical book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's got value. It's just different. Anyway, so that, that is a goal of mine. Um, I've always been a heavy reader. 2015 was weak for me, very, very weak. So I'm back on track, and that's why it's a goal. That's why it's not a resolution. So I've got this goal. I'm going to do two books a month. I'm going to end up with 24 books this year. Uh, so I said 12 books this year, 24 books this year. Hopefully I can even excel past that, um, especially since I'm doing decently. I'm decently on track already. Uh, I'm really excited about finishing the book that I'm on right now. It has rocked my world before, so I'm rereading it. It's uh, Donald Miller's A Thousand Miles in a Million... Oh, wait. A Million Miles in a Thousand Years? A Thousand Miles in a Million Years? Anyway, <laughs> it's Don Miller's book about story. With it's a thousand amazing. times a million. Oh, I don't know. It's a million. Okay. Let's get back to goal setting. The first mark, the first thing that you've got to do with goals, you've got to make them specific. Bobby, take the next one. Yes. They also have to be measurable and time sensitive. So you have to be able to measure the specificity of it. Good word. Uh, Right? Specificity. And um, you also need to set a time limit. Don't just say, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year. Say, I'm going to lose 10 pounds by June 24th, which is my anniversary so put put some sort of measurable uh ways to measure it so that way and then then what you'll do is kind of break that down so if you know in six months you want to lose 10 pounds how many pounds a month is that how many ounces a week if you want to go that far but you really and then you can scale that all the way back to literally every single day uh you kind of know if you're on track like you said with your book you you're already what a book or you know halfway through or three-fourths through the your first book of the year yeah and we're only three days into january so you're on track right you know that if by march you're still on the same book you're way behind then you're an epic failure (laughs) (laughs) not to be harsh (laughs) 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 all right so goals that work they've got to be specific that was the first bullet point that we said and then bobby just said Goals that work have to be measurable, and they've got to be time-sensitive. The next one, goals have to be written down. You can't just talk. You can't just tweet it out. I don't even think you can tweet. I I don't think that counts as writing. Talk is cheap, man. But I think when you write them down, and especially if you put them somewhere that's going to kick you in the tail every time you see it, like if you were to tape a Post-it note of a specific goal to your bathroom mirror, you're going to see that thing every day. 
and it's going to be a constant reminder. You got to do something about that. Talk is cheap. Um, but you know, having that written down, the act of not only writing it down, but then reminding yourself on a regular basis, you've committed to this. I really think that's got a ton of value. All right. What's the last one, Bobby? The goal has to be yours. You have to own it. Mine? Well, mine. It has to be mine. It I has can't, to be yours. I can't, you can't set me a goal. I have to set my own, right? You can't let your, your spouse can't say, you know, hey, why don't you try this? And you say, okay. Even if you have great intentions and you're like, yeah, honey, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. It, it's still not yours. You have to own it. And therefore, uh, it won't work unless it's your own. I think taking that ownership is crucial, crucial. So when I was mentioning earlier, like with Katie Beth, hey, let's learn your sixes and sevens in your multiplication table. I can't impose that on her, right? I mean, I guess I can, and I can almost force her to do it the way that I can say, hey, please go unload the dishwasher. But that becomes a chore. That's not a goal. And if you want it to be a goal, something that is embraced, something that makes you feel good, all that stuff, it does have to be yours. Not that you have to come up with it. Maybe somebody can encourage you to do it, but you've got to take that ownership. So to recap this, goals that work have to have this broader plan and they have to be these things. They've got to be specific, measurable, timely, written down, and yours. So this underlying plan that we're talking about right here, I first heard this from my old boss, Dave Ramsey, who we've mentioned before is also Bobby's current boss. Bobby works for Dave Ramsey down in Nashville. Uh, But this plan, it's been linked to business writer Peter Drucker. It's been linked to Fortune 500 teachings like since the 80s. It's been around. It's it's really a stalwart of our time. Uh, Bobby, when I worked for Dave, when I was in Nashville, he'd unpack this lesson on goal setting almost every year around this time, around the new year. Does does he still do that? Yeah, uh, he did. I know tomorrow is our first Monday of the year, so I'm assuming we'll we'll get into it a little bit there. But yeah, he's he does it every year. So I does it rekindle the uh, the fire in you? It did for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's always impactful. Um, it always kind of reminds it, it's a good kick in the pants if it will if you will you know to, just a good reminder for that sort of thing as well as this podcast is is already for me you know it's just a good reminder that i've got to sit down and, and come up with some things for the kids you know uh yeah. well with with the kids i should say not for <laughs> right 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 so. yeah no same here i mean it was kind of our idea together to talk about some of this stuff right now but now i've actually got to go implement it I just said talk is cheap, right? So I I can't just say, oh, yeah, this is a great idea. You should do this. I can't encourage anybody else to do it if I'm not doing it myself. So I've got some of these. I've definitely got a lot of goals in mind. But I think committing and writing them down and sharing them and all that stuff will really help me achieve these goals. If you want to go deeper, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, that's pretty cool, you should go check out the show notes and I'll, I'll make sure that on the show notes page we recap that goals have to be specific, measurable, timely, written down, and yours. But there are a few other things that I'm going to put on there. If you want to go deeper, go to the show notes page for this episode. This is episode 33 of Above Average. So you can see the show notes for this episode at aboveaverageshow.com slash 33. That's aboveaverageshow.com slash 33. And also on there, on aboveaverageshow.com, I'm going to post some additional thoughts and some research that I've come across that is really interesting. It's not just this goal plan, but it's also got three specific steps that I came across that are really interesting. And it comes from psychological research that has been done. And it's like scientifically proven to really boost your odds of hitting your goals. And um, Bobby, you and I can kind of talk about this offline a little bit. It's something that keeping all this in mind that we just covered this, I really think will help take it next level. So anyway, 
it's going to be there at AboveAverageShow.com, and I'll link to it from the show notes page for this episode. But I think that's about it for this one, Bobby. You got any? You got any final thoughts? You already said you're uh, you're kind of chomping at the bit to go talk about this with your family. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm trying to think out. You know, think out loud here. But when you sit down with your kids, depending on the kids' age, you're going to have to guide them. And you know, we talked about it being your goal. Well, you know, you got to take into account how old, you know, if you're trying to get a five-year-old to do something like with anything, you're trying to get your five-year-old to do, you're going to have to kind of guide and teach and, and, you know, set up a time weekly, monthly to kind of recap or, you know, revisit what they set out to do, you know, and try to make them excited about it. So Lance, if we had more time, I would say maybe you and I could, maybe we could write this down for the blog. I'm sitting here thinking of all my kids separately, Ava, Lucas, Noah, William, William's, (laughs) William's 18 months. We already talked about him. <laughs> um, there's not a whole lot he can do. I mean, maybe stop pooping in your pants. I mean, please. <laughs> you got to set that's the bar pretty high in your house. <laughs> I mean, that's that's coming. <laughs> I guess that's coming down the road. But, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think if, if, I could, if I literally had an idea. It may help the parent. It may help parents out there if we somehow came up with just some, ra- like, general ideas for kids. I mean, no one needs to learn how to tie his shoes. How can I create that in his brain for it to be a goal for him it, uh, lucas needs to actually lucas is my six-year-old and he doesn't know how yeah maybe I, I think i meant lucas there and he he needs to learn how to do that you know so like it may be cool if we could come up with a few um just guidelines for the parents just to bring this back to the niche of families and big families because it's a great episode on goal setting but how can we help all of our you know parents out there think about goal setting for kids. What do you think? That's a very good idea. And like you said, I think that would make for a separate, a a great separate blog post. Also, maybe on this note, and if we haven't been able to get to it yet, if you are listening to this and you're like, yeah, I'm doing this with my kids or I'm going to do this with my kids and here's exactly what I'm doing. Send us some of those ideas and we'll go ahead and add them to the list. We'll kind of crowdsource this a little bit if you want to drop in some of yours. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how old your kids are and whether or not you're doing this with your kids. Maybe you're just doing this with your spouse kind of on behalf of the kids. Here's what we will be doing for our kids to grow in our parenting. We can compile some of these and post them online. Again, that would be at Above Average show.com. Speaking of stuff that's happening in the new year for Above Average, we're going to increase the number of guests that we have on the show. So if you have suggestions, let us know. We're specifically looking for folks with a great story about their big family or maybe somebody who really has an interesting career and they're able to blend that well with big family life. Or maybe lastly, other experts, kind of like we've had Chris Licurdo on the show, other experts who can help us parents with things like personal development or organization or raising our kids right. But yeah, you can find ways to contact us and share your ideas with us over at AboveAverageShow.com. But I think that's about it for this one. Bobby, thanks a lot for your time. Much props, much love to you guys, not only you, but also to Kat for sharing you on this as well. And hey, let me uh, let me say thanks to my wife as she stands here right now. Babe, say you're welcome really loud. You're welcome. <laughs> Yay. But thank you so much for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this one. If you don't mind and you have enjoyed this one, please share it with somebody. Again, AboveAverageShow.com, or you can check us out on Facebook at AboveAverageShow.com slash Facebook. That'll take you there directly. But that's about it for this one. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for being Above Average. We'll see you all next time. Later, guys. William, the bee juice. Come here. Come get me. Come here. Come get me. Thank <laughs> you.